Welcome everybody, SF Live number 54, episode 54 to be precise, White Gold Corp is joining us today, David D'Onofrio, he's the CEO, but as always, before we switch over to David, please use hashtag AskWGO is the company's ticker for your questions today during the live stream. We'll be getting to the questions at the end of our conversation with David. So please make sure to put them up here on Twitter and uh, make sure to follow us here on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, turn on the alert button. That way you always get notified when we go live. And we, of course, always appreciate any type of feedback. And uh, with that being said, let me switch over to David. David, how, how are things? You're in Toronto today. Uh, very good or afternoon, actually, to you. How, how are things? Thank you. Uh, things are pretty well here in Toronto. Everyone is uh, safe uh, on our end, thankfully. And, you know, I think Ontario is starting to uh, make some headway into uh, its recovery through the coronavirus issue with uh, heading into sort of their stage two of the reopening process. So I think there's a general sense of cautious optimism uh, in, in the community here. Uh, thanks for asking. And I hope you guys are uh, doing well yourselves yeah we're slightly ahead of you guys though like we're doing well we're, we're close to entering stage four so we're slightly ahead of you uh yeah, in that regard so life seems to be pretty much back to normal i haven't been to a movie theater yet but uh that's probably the next step um th thanks for joining us david today like uh, i'm personally i'm a big fan of the yukon so i really like following companies up in the yukon white gold obviously is one of the dominant players out there and um so, so I'm personally quite happy to have you come on and uh, maybe explain the business model of White Gold in more detail. So um, you, you're a prospect generator, right? So t tell us how your business Correct. model has changed since inception and uh, like what you're doing to advance the projects. And we'll, we'll dive into the nitty gritty right, right then and there. Absolutely. Yeah, White Gold, it's a prospect generator and uh, you know it, it's a very unique company in, in my regard in that we actually are the dominant land holder in the white gold district. And just to sort of take a step back, white gold, as you mentioned, it's a relatively new company. We were formed in 2016, but it's the benefactor of over a decade of work in the area, primarily led by uh, the notorious prospector, Sean Ryan, who had been who has been directly involved with the discovery of um, the Golden Saddle, which was originally owned by Underworld Resources, that Kinross bought for 140 million and uh, the coffee project owned by Kamenak, which Goldcorp bought a few years ago for $520 million. Uh, Sean was lured to this area, you know, like many before them, uh, just by the riches that have been produced in the Placer Creeks alone. Since its inception uh, or initial discovery in the historic Klondike gold rush at the turn of the century, it's actually been 20 million ounces of gold you know, mined right from surface with very primitive uh, sluicing type operations. And, uh, you know, with, with, with that type of uh, prospectivity, Sean and many others really, you know, wanted to figure out what is the source of all this. And, and you know, Sean has developed over the years many uh, very innovative uh, approaches that have led to be, be very successful. And, uh, what what you know what's really unique is that you know Sean has been there for so long he's had the opportunity to put all these properties together initially when he had his first success he had optioned these properties out to a number of different juniors uh, there was early success with Kamenak and uh, Underworld had some you know their big discoveries but that was sort of once 2011 and 2012 came you know there was a huge staking rush you know what people refer to as the the modern gold rush in the Yukon 
a lot of the companies, you know, did some great work, but with the downturn in the market, many of them were not able to maintain their work requirements. So Sean actually got those projects back with the benefit of $25 million of work having been done on that. And, uh, you know, he, he reviewed that. He, he was more optimistic than ever in the prospectivity and was looking to advance to these projects forward, you know, to believing fully well that there was more discoveries. And white gold, we've seen in the last couple of years, he was absolutely right with the success we've had, had in the field. The only difference is, Sean, he wanted to approach things a little bit differently. He didn't want to sort of spread the, the, the deck so thin. He wanted to maintain control over how these projects were um, move forward, uh, you know, leveraging his own personal experience in the district. And, and and so that was the genesis for creating White Gold. He said, let's keep it together. Let's put it in one company. And that's when he came to visit our group in Toronto, the Power One group. Power One's a, a boutique merchant bank. Uh, we've been very involved in the mining exploration sector for over 15 years now. And, you know, very fortunate to be, have been involved with a number of high profile discoveries and success stories really in resources, continental gold, neolithium, dull radium, you know, just to sort of name a few. Uh, and Sean, we'd worked with in the past and he brought it to us and we were immediately enthused by the opportunity. Also big believers in the Yukon and we've been investing up there for a number of years and the opportunity to actually own a district in a tier one mining jurisdiction like Canada uh, with having been so underexplored was, you know, we felt a generational opportunity and we jumped on that immediately. Uh, and we also told Sean, like, Sean, this is the kind of thing the majors would be so, so interested in. Uh, you know, would you be open to us bringing a major in as a partner at this early stage? And Sean said, you know what? Absolutely. And we showed it the story to a few of the majors that we're close with. They were all not surprisingly very interested. And it was at that time that Agnico joined us as our partner to, to sort of start advancing this package forward with the goal, as you mentioned, to sort of start performing the early uh, type exploration work to develop these projects uh, to a point where another entity, be it Agnico themselves, could sort of take them on and do that sort of more heavy type delineation type of work. So that's how we got started. That's been the goal. We truly believe that our package is akin to you know, maybe what the Timmins camp was 60 years ago or different parts of Quebec or the Nevada gold fields. And, you know, to, where there's multiple, you know, discoveries to be had. And we want to continue to work these properties starting at surface, which is the lowest hanging fruit, and eventually going deeper and deeper to generate these projects, you know, potentially for 10, 20, 30 years to come. No. No, so that's no, the vision. That, that, that's an interesting vision because your approach to the prospect model, generator model is a bit different than the other prospect generators because you spend quite a bit of money in drilling the projects yourself. Okay. And uh, that's where it actually threw me off a little bit and like having followed the white gold story for a while and knowing Sean, like I'm on the board of one of his other companies as well as Labrador Gold. But yeah, um, understanding like sort of the business model behind it is still a bit complicated for me because you have a lot of projects and then you bought the golden saddle deposit from from Kinross yeah. as well. You bought it, right? So that uh, made things a little more complicated in my opinion as well. So yeah. Um, so tell You're us absolutely correct. There is a lot going on. Sort of cut you off, but go ahead, ask your questions. And no, I, no, I was like, I was going to say, what's, what's the theory behind actually drilling and spending quite a bit of money in the ground instead of just doing, I don't know, and Sean is known for basic geology, like, or basic That's geology right. works, right? So, so as a company, uh, you know, we're really looking to optimize the value of these projects before looking to monetize them. You know, and when is that? You know, obviously when you have some 
highly prospective early stage ground, maybe with a little bit of surface type work, you can get a value for that as a return on your investment. But you know, our, our belief is we really want to show the true prospectivity in some of these projects. Uh, and to do that, you really got to do a, a limited amount of diamond drilling, right? You know, the, the, the diamond drill is the truth teller in this industry. And, you know, we have such an abundance of projects that we're actually not worried about a project not working. We don't want that to happen. But if for whatever reason that's the case, you know, that's that's fine. And that is also what differentiates White Gold from a lot of other companies. You know, some, some people are worried about, you know, spending, you know, if a project doesn't work, then what? Then your company's sunk. Well, that is certainly not the case here. So, you know, we have, you know, probably when the company started, there was a dozen sort of what we call like a tier one opportunity projects, which we're going to spend the first three years looking at. And, you know, how do you rank those? Right. And each geologist that looks at it has different uh, views and biases. And we said, you know, let's not rank it on that. Let's just start drilling things based on, you know, when they're ready. And that approach has been very successful. Uh, you know, it's led to what I believe is four brand new discoveries in the district. And it's at that point, you know, once there's been a limited amount I think, you know, if our, you know, the ideal scenario, let's put it, paint that picture, would be to take a project, start it very early, you know, do the systematic soil sampling, which works so well in that district due to the fact it's, you know, never been glaciated, believe it or not. And that was kind of Sean's first uh, key that he picked up on. You, you move it through the, you know, the trenching, the, the, the surface sampling, and then we do our uh, rab drilling, which is a very cost-effective way to do some, you know, test work in the first hundred meters. Upon success there, we look to do a limited amount of diamond drilling. We don't want to do more than one or maximum two seasons worth of diamond drilling. Uh, and we feel at that point in time, if you can prove the prospectivity, you'll be able to optimize the value of those projects uh, relative to the amount of money uh, having been spent. Okay. So that that is how the company was built. Yeah. I was going to jump into like spend, spending the money, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. The story did get confused though a little bit when we bought the golden saddle deposit, right? We're a prospect generator. Now we're bringing a proven resource into our, into our fold, which was not exactly uh, the initial things, but it was such a unique opportunity. We felt that it made a lot of sense for our company and our shareholders. <laughs> Now, the time we were taking off, they weren't terribly active, and, and you know, we didn't know why. So we had approached them and uh, had that conversation. You know, obviously we were a player in the dish, make sure we sort of know what everyone else is doing, and we all worked well together. You know, the, the tide will kind of raise all the boats type thing. And they said, "Listen, we love this project. We love this district. We we're the first major here. Unfortunately." They just had a couple other sort of priorities they needed to focus on, and that was sort of just being, you know, in the queue. And we said, listen, you know, how about this as an idea? We now control the district. We have a team that was in the district. There's actually no one better on the planet to have advance this project. Great. Uh, let's continue the conversation there. So you you bought Golden Saddle, which completely changed a bit, or which threw me off personally as well changed the dynamics of the company a little bit and i want to dive more into the exploration program now as well because uh, some of the feedback i've got is like why only four million dollars is that covert related that program is that uh, has that been an issue? Uh, a, big, a big part of that is right so there has been you know delays in uh getting our product 
underway this year. Usually we're active by this time. Uh, we will be active in the, in the coming weeks and there's going to be news uh, to that effect, sort of outlining exactly where we're starting and what we're doing. Uh, fortunately, Yukon, as many other places in Canada, deemed mining and exploration an essential service. So we, we, you know, we're clear to, to move forward, uh, but with a little bit less time, uh, that, that, you know, that was a fact of is, you know, we wanted to work in a manner as responsible as possible. That means limited, uh, and, and putting some of the work that required more personnel to a little bit later into the season. Hopefully by that time, you know, this is all planning that happened, you know, a month or so ago when there was less visibility, um, you know, just to, to, to sort of have better time to prepare and ensure that we can, uh, you know, maximize the, the safety protocols in place for, you know, our teams that are doing the work. So definitely uh, COVID-related, but you know, at the, at the end of the day, uh, the, the safety of our people is paramount to the company. So let's let's consider you guys ramping up maybe in August, September or so. Like, what's the availability right now in terms of drill rigs? And I know Yukon is still like sort of on lockdown. I hear they're about to open at least to the south to BC, maybe if July first. But uh, what's the availability right now if you were to gear up? Like, how many drills do you need, and what, what's the opportunity? To yeah, we're good. We, we So, that, you know, when, when we announced the program, we took a lot of time to uh, make sure it was right and then the personnel and the resources would be available. So for what we're looking to do uh, in that $4 million pro program, which involves diamond drilling, rad drilling, soil sampling, trenching, et cetera, we have that all lined up. So it's, it's uh, you know, working with the same partners as we have in the past. So these guys understand how we work, they understand the territory, and, you know, that, so there's been no real loss of continuity from that perspective. Yeah. And uh, you, you've been at the business model now since 2016, you said, so let's say four full years almost under the belt. Uh, how close are you to a joint venture or a sale of a, one of the uh, projects? So we actually kicked off our first year in 2017. So we've, it's been, you know, three full years in the, in the, in the field. And I think we're getting, you know, quite close. So if you look at what we have achieved in that time, uh, so starting kind of maybe at our most advanced assets, which is the golden saddle and the art deposit. And this kind of gets back to like, why did we buy it? You're a prospect generator, you're taking on a prospect. With the resources we had in our company that had the experience with that asset, you know, we felt there was a lot of additional ounces that could be added with a relatively low investment. And that had, we were very successful at accomplishing. You know, the golden saddle arc itself is a little over a million and a half ounces. We've increased that by about just over 50% in two years, which I think is a phenomenal achievement. And we've been able to acquire actually a neighboring discovery that Sean Ryan was involved with as well, the, the, the GG deposit. So we're at 1.8 million ounces. In my view, you know, a 1.8 million ounces of gold near surface in a tier one jurisdiction of Canada in this sort of gold environment is a very attractive asset. And, you know, we've been seeing interest. So that's certainly something that I think is at the point, particularly for our company where, you know, that, you know, it, it's ready to be, you know, thought of um, in the prospect of bringing in a partner, whatever that may look like, to take it to the next level. Obviously, Kinross and Nico are our partners and sort of, you know, they're, they're, they have a seat at the table to see everything we're doing. Um, but, and that is reflected in our work program this year. So we don't have any more drilling on the assets itself, but we do have some drilling on new discoveries that are along trend and, and form part of that project. So these are brand new discoveries, which, you know, in terms of bang for your buck, that is the optimal way to sort of add resources without, you know, you know, just sort of doing nominal delineation type drilling. So, so let's take that, that's where we're working. We know it's there. And
gonna grow it. Let's take a bird's eye view of your district. Okay, let's just take it up to 30,000 feet and take a look. Sure. Take a look around. There's uh, also casino and there's coffee as well. And uh, you got Kinraz and Agnico Eagle on your shareholder register. Well, what's the situation in the district itself? Like you, you guys call yourself a district play, but I think there are other air, other projects in the district to make it an even bigger district play, right? And obviously, absolutely sale and like, what, what, give us a little more insight on that. And I'm just trying to poke the bear and see what comes out. You know, like to poke the bees nest. Yeah, no, listen, that's the great question, right? And that that's our question as well. And you know, we speak to all these other people. We're all we're all sort of in this together. That you know when. Newmont bought coffee. The first question, you know, what's going to happen now? So I think we have some visibility on what's happening. They're obviously keeping the project actually for the time being. Uh, it wasn't on their list of assets. They're sort of on the selling block right away. And what they've been up to last year for sure, and I, I believe is the plan for this year, is they're looking at uh, growing the size of that resource by testing some of the other targets within their property package. Uh, you know, it's a huge package as well. A lot of uh, very interesting targets, and you know they're starting to see what is the upside of that, and and you know I think we're very optimistic and that you know they, they should have a, a quite a bit of success. We tie on to some of their pro property, particularly to the east, where we had our discovery project right along the Coffee Creek Fault, and so we're seeing success out there. You know they've had the great success in the coffee. You know it's a high probability they're going to continue to see uh, more success as they move east towards our better discovery. So that's part of it, right? And, and who knows how this all plays together? Does it make sense for this all to be part of one company? As a corporate person, I think it does, you know, but it depends on who wants to move first and, and how it all can come together. And, you know, it's in everyone's best interest in the district for things to keep advancing in whatever capacity that might be. Yeah. No, and I, I brought up Kinros and Nico, we talked about those. Like, but how, how well do the kids get along? Uh, on your shirts like i think they're on the it's interesting you know it, it's actually worked out incredibly well right you know getting into a situation like that you never know uh how it can work out and so what we did to try and preempt any problems when when the opportunity came up to buy the golden saddle deposit from ken ross or sort of actually have them rolled it in to be our partner we obviously ensured that Nico would be on side with that and uh the ceos of the respective companies actually met in person to discuss, you know, the potential relationship going forward. So it had the sponsorship by and direction right from the top. And that uh, dynamic has continued. You know, we have regular technical update calls with both parties. They've been incredible partners in terms of opening up their technical and obviously financial resources to us. And it's really been a wonderful relationship from our perspective. I think they truly want to see us succeed. They've laid out a path to what success looks like in their eyes and are holding our hand and bringing us down the path. So it's, it's been it's been great. Perfect. That's another great segue to go back actually to the expiration side of things because I want to drill down just a little bit more on uh, your expiration plans for this year and maybe go through the $4 million budget that you laid out and see where you have focused it and how well that uh, aligns with uh, Ken Ross and Magnico's ideas as well. Can you, can you give us an update like yeah. where are you planning to spend the money? Absolutely. So the, the, the $4 million, um, you know, that's kind of a phase one, right? You know, it, we've left it open at the back end that if, you know, COVID uh, it doesn't get in the way and, you know, we do have early success, we do have the capital available and the time to continue on working this uh, season. We have about $9 million in the Treasury uh, right now, so there's so lots of capital available to do that. Uh, and our work this year will be very similar to the last couple of years. The dollar amount is small, but it's sort of broken up into three different categories. 
which if you look at our sort of discovery pipeline, we have early stage projects, which are things that are going through soil sampling, uh, probe, trench, the whole drones to drill type protocol. We have our uh, intermediate bucket, which is new discoveries uh, from the previous one and two seasons that are having some work done on it. I think there's going to be some very exciting uh, activity there. And then we have our more advanced projects, which are going to be doing a little bit of work. And, and rough, in rough numbers, the, um, the, 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 the division is roughly a third in each. Uh, so if we start you know, from the more advanced projects coming down, we have this Ryan Surprise discovery, which had some, uh, which is two kilometers to the west of the Golden Saddle. You know, we had a really good uh, couple of drill results last year, uh, as well as in 2018, you know, 20 grams per ton over significant intercepts. Uh, so, so that definitely warrants some follow-up work. We've, we're gonna be doing 1500 meters of diamond drilling on that. And you know those types of ounces would be immediately accretive to the size of the Golden Saddle deposit. So there's going to be some work done there. Additionally, there's a number of other targets that were identified last year along that trend with some uh, rab drilling, and we're going to follow up and look at some of that um, targets with, with the with the with the goal of you know we want to demonstrate the upside opportunity of that project, right? We don't necessarily need to delineate ounces on those, but we need to, you know, highlight the prospectivity. Okay. Also, you're spending 30% of your exploration budget on uh, regional programs. And uh, any favorite targets? So the regional programs are, are going to be very interesting. I think there's a couple that uh, people are, are, have been waiting for us to work on. These are things that we've owned since the very beginning. But just having, you know, as part of our sort of time, time, we want to make sure that we're ready. And so one of them is Bonanza Claim. That's right near Dawson. That's right near, you know, the discovery claim from 100 years ago where 6 million ounces came out of the Placer Creeks. We've done some uh, extensive structural type work, and we see that the fault system actually from those creeks comes right into our Bonanza property. So we're going to be doing some uh, preparatory work there. Uh, another one is the Betty property, which I mentioned earlier. That ties on to Newmont. We had a discovery hole there in 2018, 50 meters of over a gram from the surface. So it'd be great to be going in, in there. Um, so that's the third. And then the other third, which I think everyone has really kind of uh, got their eyeballs on, is our, our uh, Titan discovery, uh, which we made last year. And that was sort of like the poster child for a white gold type opportunity. It went from uh, a greenfields project having nothing been done, soil sampling, which we, you know, we hit the best soil sample in the history of the Yukon, 100,000 plus PPB. And just for context, these are technical terms, the, the next best soil sample we've ever had in our package was 9,000. The, the discovery led to, to um, the Golden Saddle was 4,000. So this was literally off the charts. All that up with some uh, surface work. You know, we had grab samples of four, five, six hundred grams per ton, and we were had just enough time to get a couple of rab holes into it. And one of them uh, returned uh, six, a little over six meters of 72 grams per ton within a 30 plus meter mineralized zone, which is, if not the best hole in the Yukon ever, it's certainly one of the best. So we will be also diamond drilling that target. We have 1,500 meters uh, scheduled for that, as well as some RC and drill um, rab drilling, which we are looking to kick off, you know, imminently here. So that, that I think, is uh, certainly one of our most exciting uh, projects, at least that I'm definitely looking forward fantastic. to. Fantastic. We're sort of hitting our time limit here. So just, just to give you, like, 30 more seconds just to put a bow around, what's the news flow um, that you expect coming up the next three to six months here? Starting right now, we have you know drilling on these uh, very you know sexy new discoveries, uh, and you know I think that's it's going to be a this is our new season, right? We went through the quiet winter season. From now through to you know the end of the year, we will be in a busy news full time.
So this is yeah, uh, we're excited. Sample results, fantastic. So I was trying to get you some other catalysts, maybe out of you, like maybe resource estimates or something. Anything coming up there? Uh, there won't be a resource estimate. Uh, you know, that's you know, I think we've shown what we have for a company our stage to have nearly 1.8 million ounces of gold is you know something that really differentiates us for the pack as as a junior. Uh, and and as I mentioned before, that's not necessarily we don't think the best way to to, to increase value. We did a one resource estimate after we did a little bit of work and bought the project, show the 50% increment. And what we're doing now is just to show the accretiveness of these new targets uh, in that vicinity. Fantastic. But I think I think it's these new discoveries on the uh, other properties in the district that continue to demonstrate that this is such a rich, untapped mineralized system. And there are a lot more new discoveries uh, going to be had. And, and the more work we do, the more confidence that leads to these success. It's giving us more and more confidence in the balance of our uh, property portfolio. Fantastic. Those are perfect summaries. And if I were to cut a highlight reel, you, you probably just uh, filled it with your last uh, last statement there. Fantastic. So that, that's really good. Let's hope uh, White Gold gets some of the steam back you guys had back in 17 and 18 while the market was slow. You guys were the talk of the town. Um, Eric Sprott obviously put some money in, so I hope you get that steam back because I like the Yukon. I want to see stuff moving forward up there. And uh, David, I really appreciate you coming on the program and uh, answering some of my questions. Really appreciate that. No, oh, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, you know, very exciting times and uh, share your enthusiasm. And uh, exactly. to everybody else, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, please make sure to follow us here on Twitter, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, turn on the alert button. That way you get notified whenever we go live again with another update. Thank you so much, David, and uh, we'll talk very soon again. Take care.